Hey everyone. Thank you for taking the time to join in with Uncommon Women Podcast, a dope podcast to bring light to reality from real life people sharing real life stories with a host of women having real life talk, the good and the bad with no judgment. Uncommon Women's Loyalty is here to support those that need a safe space to speak their truth and rawness to the world. Tune in, relax, take notes, and let's vibe. Here are your hosts, Uncommon Women. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I am Tyra, the gold guru, the motivator. (laughs) Yes. So today we have an amazing guest speaker that's going to hit the stage in just a moment uh, by the name of Holly. She's a mother of two toddlers. Um, She lost her firstborn in 2008, which we'll be discussing in today's story. Um, But due to the tragic situation, she started to become depressed and was able to actually transition her depression and her grief into a podcast. So we'll be able to hear her story today. And it's such an honor to have you on today's show and just be able to um, be transparent and open up to share your story. Um, So thank you so much, Holly, for coming on. How are you doing this evening? Thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm doing well. How are you two beautiful ladies? Thanks very much. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into the good stuff, can you tell us a little bit Um, about your life and how it was growing up? So um, I was born to Africans um, and that alone is, um, so uh, it was was an interesting childhood for sure. Um, Obviously things took an interesting turn once um, I became pregnant at 14. because then that's when all the sneaking and all the lying started with me. So um, it, it was okay. Um, my mother was a great mother. She uh, adapted mm. from being, Afri- you know, being an African mom and having American children. Mm-hmm. Um, but my father was there, but he wasn't there. I think I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can relate. I can relate. So, um, being as though, so being as though that you were um, birthed into a different family, was there ever a part um, in your life where you wanted to know your biological parents, or were you um, okay with just knowing who who raised you? Um, those are my biological parents. Oh, they are. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, go ahead, Tyra. <laughs> what age were they? They. Um, moved to the United States. So my dad, when he moved here, he was 30. And my mom moved here when she was 25. Yeah. And that's crazy because that's like the peak of your life. So I always think about that with my friends. Like they know the culture in America, but I can't imagine what life is like for their parents because you live through your kids because you don't really, you're like, what is this? this?" Mm -hmm. Yep. That's so true. Yeah, I, yeah, I have a couple of friends that their parents aren't from here, and it is crazy how much responsibility you guys take on. <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 really really interesting though. It's um, like so I was born in North Carolina. That's where my mom had me, okay. and um, I like to tell people because you know I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm African, yeah, but I've never been on the continent. I've yeah. you know you feel me? I like, I've never, <laughs> like I don't know what that's like there. 
so it's like I used to kind of get offended back when I was like a kid because I'm like I don't know like yeah my parents are African but I'm like I'm a Southern Belle baby like <laughs> I can't take that you can't take yeah, that from so me. I was like oh well she's not African but now that you like no those are my parents I'm like oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> I was like that her skin so smooth like that <laughs> I was like yes <laughs> no seriously guys it's um. It's interesting born, being born to foreign people when you're and you're an American though. Though it's just, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. just it's just different. Mm. <laughs> so you said you had your first child at fourteen. How 15. was? Let's take a walk down memory lane. How was that? And you know the transition and even telling your parents that you're pregnant. That's the thing. That's where the secrets and stuff started. Oh. Um, so I was 14 when I found uh, when I got pregnant. I found out I was 15 when I um, I was 15 when I found out I was pregnant, um, and um, I kept it a secret from my parents, and started living um, a really really interesting lifestyle. I'm not ashamed of it now, but um, I was on the streets, um, sneaking out, just being a very very rebellious kid. So kept a lot of secrets from my parents. I was um, drinking a lot in my freshman year in high school. Um, wow. Just being so secretive and I really wish I would, I wish I could change that y'all. Uh-huh. I think the outcome, the outcome would have been different, but no, um, my parents didn't know. I hid it from them all the way till the very end. I gave birth in my friend's living room. Um, I had my friends raising my baby when I went to school or when I was at home. So it was just a huge secret until she passed. Um, And then obviously shit hit the fan once that happened, but. Wow. So how was the relationship with your mom? Were you, was she not approachable? Was she able, were you able to talk to her about just the basic stuff or just? It's, it, it wasn't like that. My mom was a great mom, but she was also influenced by my father who wasn't really there. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm thankful they ain't together and they ain't together now. Right. But um, <clears throat> yeah, she was just kind of influenced by my dad a little bit. And so I just, I couldn't talk to her. Um, I had a social worker at my high school. Her name was Miss Jackson and I pray she's still alive. Um, she was the one I could talk to about my pregnancy. She was the one that tried to get me help for it and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just it wasn't, just wasn't it wasn't an easy thing to come talk to an African parent about that because like, I don't know what it is about foreign parents. They're just so judgmental, and they're like, "Oh, you disappoint the family," and all that other bullshit, you know. Um, and when you and I did. You gave birth. Are these friends your age at the time? Nah, no. I was a teenager hanging around dope heads and drug dealers, and mm-hmm. so no, they were like twenty-one and up. Twenty-one and up. And you said now your your family they didn't notice like did you have any um, excessive gaining from you know how the last month for pregnancy? I didn't start showing until I was seven months. Thankfully, I got I got lucky. (laughs) I I I got pregnancies. I feel like 
I got lucky. Because <laughs> had the pregnancies I had with the two kids I got now, I wouldn't have been able to hide shit. But yeah, I got lucky. I got lucky with that one. Um, and then it also, this is going to sound sad, it also helps that, like, your, your dad kind of doesn't pay attention to you. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it does. And then they don't know the culture, so they can't give you a, a heads up. They don't. You're finding out firsthand. Right. Life. So you don't know, honestly, a dope head until you were probably too far into it. You really don't. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Too way too far into it. That definitely makes sense. Wow. So how did how did that conversation go? Your friend was taking care of your your child. You were in and out of school, and did she call you? Like how how did let's take a take us a step back into how how the transition happened with your your firstborn? July thirty first, two thousand eight. Um, it was the evening time around maybe 7 p.m. I had went to the grocery store to get milk. Um, I was an alcoholic and I popped pills, so I didn't want to breastfeed. So I went to get her milk. Um, be, be careful who you um, allow your children around. But mm-hmm. um, Long story short, I come back. I find my daughter floating face down in the tub. Um, yeah. (sighs) In that like 60, not even 30 seconds that you see that, what, what, do you even remember what went through your head? I wanted to drown too because I had felt like such shit because I didn't even want my baby initially. So, you know, for her to be born and for somebody to do that to her, I felt like complete shit. Oh. (laughs) So this was intentional. This wasn't like she was just playing in the tub. Wow. Um. Yeah, it was. It was just so devastating, and then the investigation into it was just it was just a complete joke too. Um, there were police in Den- in Colorado. I'm just gonna call you guys out real quick. Um, they just they looked at me just like this drug, this drug addicted teenager. You know, they just wow. They didn't take me. They didn't take me seriously, and then they they deemed it an accident. Wow. And um. The two girls that did it, haven't seen them in almost 15 years. So um, it's just kind of a joke. (laughs) Where were those girls when you got back and you saw your daughter? They were gone. Okay. How is that an accident? How do you leave, like what? The same way that, you know, the police be trying to tell us that some people committed suicide and we know better. Mm-hmm. That's insane. My whole life is insane. <laughs> wow, wow. So coming home and you know seeing your daughter face down in the water, you explained how you felt. Did were you able to 
have a conversation with the people that was watching your children before the investigation or were they just ghosts? Poof, Houdini. It's interesting, when I was growing up, I, you know, I used to watch these movies with people like that. And I told myself, oh, I'd never do that. Mm -hmm. That's and a, I did. We all, no, trust me, we, we right. all have done it. I've actually learned to stop saying that because I feel like God is like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and he could be right in it. So that's okay. Forgive yourself. Wow. I don't, I don't know how to, you know, it, um, I don't know how to forgive myself because I had a, uh, I had a stillborn son, January 7th, 2010. And um, although that his, um, his stillbirth hurt me, um, I was able to heal from losing my, my, my first son mm -hmm. with my daughter it's a lot harder because the father still ain't shit till today. <laughs> it's so crazy. Mm -hmm. It's automatically X. I didn't even think about it. And it, it's so unfair. Right. Yeah. And during the investigation, did he, you know, have any, was he any support during that whole time? He was never there. He wasn't there at all. He wasn't there at all. He wasn't there for me at all. The day I told him I was pregnant, we were at this, um, it's, it's not a wake, but um, like this African that we know's um, family member died. And we all went to like that fam that person's house and gathered around them and ate and stuff. I forget, I don't know what that's called in English, but we went and had that kind of event. It was like, that was December of 2007. And I remember everything I wore down to like this pearl necklace I had on. And um, I remember getting a plate of food and then he was sitting like on the, oh, look at me. I don't like, you guys can see this. <laughs> um, he was sitting on a, this wall and I was going downstairs with the rest of the kids. And I remember looking at him, rubbing my belly, nodding at him and walking down the stairs and never seeing him again. Mm. Wow. Because when I walked back upstairs like an hour later, he was gone. This is a movie. Yes, this is definitely should be transpired into a movie. To this day, do you still have resentment towards the father? Very much so. <clears throat> I want to. I want to. I want to forgive him though. But because what, what do they say? Forgiveness is for us, not for them, right? That's true. But. But it's hard to forgive somebody who's not um, who's not remorseful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you forgiven yourself? No. And I don't think I will, to be honest, because my baby should be 15 in July. The years just keep going. I don't know how to forgive myself. Because there's so many milestones that I don't get to do. There's all these what ifs. What if she was here? What would she be doing? Would she be a a, a plus student? Like it's just it it just it just goes on. Because when her twentieth birthday, I'll be thinking something else. When her twenty, I mean, it just it's. Mm -hmm. 
it, it's a continuous pain. Mm-hmm. It just gets easier to live with. I know it's easier said than done, but you can't you can't blame yourself for other people's actions. Yeah. And sometimes accepting apologies we don't get. Yeah. And allow yourself to feel the like feel everything. That does not make you weak at all. And I don't think anyone can handle what you've been through. Right. And so it does not make you weak at all. Right. So how was the initial process? Because it sounds like a lot of people you had around you weren't good. And the ones that could have helped didn't know. So how did your parents find out about, you know, story? How was it with like friends and family and being supported with it? Uh, so the social worker that I told you guys about earlier, Ms. Jackson, told my parents. Um, and as you can imagine, my mother was very disappointed, not disappointed, she was just really sad that I couldn't come talk to her about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my dad, judging me, mm-hmm. well, why were you having sex and blah, blah, blah. Looking at the negative of everything. Mm-hmm. As he does till this very day. Mm-hmm. So, I bet that's what Burger thinks about you too. I hope you. If she is living, I hope you guys can reconnect. That sounds. She sounds like a great person. I gotta find her. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, she was amazing. It's powerful. Do you um, with your dad? Well, let's take it back. Being as though your dad was so judgmental and prideful and things like that. Do you think based off of the relationship that you had with your father, it um, tied with um, maybe poor choices in picking men or? Very much so. Yeah. Our fathers are supposed to be our first loves, right? Right. They're supposed to, they're supposed to teach us that and he didn't. So I went. Looking for the right, right. Mm-hmm. I've been realizing that too. Um, Cause they say you end up marrying someone like your dad. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a mom, when they say you gotta love, your man has to love you more. I feel like women show that like you cater to your man and you do all this and you do, but you do that to a good man. So sometimes we fight for approval for so long thinking like, this is what I do when I care about someone. The whole time they're ruining your life. You know what I mean? So what signs that this was even going? Like you knew, like okay, this is a narcissistic man. Like what happened? What like what were some characteristics there? So we're talking about women that my are- father, my father, or my kids, or my first daughter's father. Uh, uh but well, just your relationships with men in general after experiencing that with your dad because he sounds closed off too yeah closed off closed-minded everything um so i've been in nothing but 
abusive relationships, whether it be emotionally, physically, mentally, and sexually. I've been um, I've been raped too. So, um, I really don't know what a healthy relationship is, which is really sad um, because of because of my father and others who shall not be named. Um, I almost lost my worth. <laughs> Glad you didn't lose it all the way. And that's why I asked you about the signs because I noticed you said emotional abuse. Sometimes I think people think if this one doesn't- That's deeper than physical. Because mm -hmm. so, I can replay back over and over and over again versus pain, you know, it goes away. It's yeah. a temporary feeling, you know, emotional abuse, I, I feel, me personally, because I've been there, I feel as though that's more depriving than anything, especially when you come through, come from a dysfunctional family and you're getting abused emotionally as well. Okay. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. Have you, do you have any support in your, in your adult life of positivity or something to just that smile that you have going on right now. Did you finally come across, you know, someone that can encourage you, uplift you and edify you and, you know, bring the good out of bad situations for you to start loving yourself? Cause that's my main concern. I have, um, telling you guys podcasting really changed my life, especially my personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, just doing this, um, I've made some amazing friends who have really brought me out of the dark, for real. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, really interesting. Well, it's really, really interesting. So when we're, um, when we're going through stuff, right? Because we're all human. We get, um, especially if if you're, um, mm -hmm. you get uh, judged for, and you get called weak, right? For being sad and wanting to get help for your mental. Mm -hmm. When is that narrative going to change? You know, I was thinking the other day. I was like, I have hope that soon and that's so sad that i'm like soon i feel like people like i notice that mental health is like we're raising more awareness yes. i feel like we have it more than others because of our dysfunctional parents yeah and i believe that we are going to actually break the chain of being different and you know wanting to get help and reaching out because back then even ancestors they believe they have the stigma or belief that, you know, you can't speak to people, you can't tell people your business or yeah. what goes on behind closed doors is wrong. But a lot of the stuff that we go through needs to be talked about so that we can get the help that we need, need to be breaking change. And, and it gives us a different perspective of how we're supposed to live life. Because like you said, how do we, how do we have a good and healthy relationship if you've never seen one? And if you've seen one, how can we fix it if we don't get help? Right. If you don't, <laughs> if you if you can't acknowledge it, how are you able to fix it? So I feel as though our generation, we are breaking um, a lot of the curses of ordinary and you know stigmas upon our lives because we are starting to revolve and see things as a whole. 
um, have you have you have you tried getting counseling or at least speaking to like a therapist, a a a, a black therapist? Because I've had therapy before, and let me tell you, I had to get assistance because I was like, she <laughs> you know, she gonna relate. <laughs> if so. I can actually tell you that story, um, it was a little bit after my daughter passed. Um, the social worker tried to get me a therapist um, through the county, and she was a black woman. Um, the worst experience of my life, though. Um, the therapy session happened in the principal's office, and um, I just remember seeing her pink shirt, red and pink rose skirt, and I just remember her just writing on her notepad and me crying about the situation. And I remember telling her, like, are you listening to me? Are you listening to me or are you just writing in your notepad? She's like, oh, I'm listening, honey. Just kept writing, and I walked out of that session. Wow. Tell you something, Holly. I have had a few counselors or therapists. <laughs> and um I had the one that is writing, and then I had the one that is just looking at nothing in their hands, like we're friends. So I know mm -hmm. you're not wrong. And I thought I was crazy. I was like, no, maybe because I'm very self-aware. So I was like, do I just want attention? Like I was right, like, I felt right. like uh, listen, I even tried a guy, woman, nude. Like, I was like, I feel like, and it's crazy because you waste so much time thinking it's you because that's what you grow up in life. Your dad literally blamed you mm -hmm. in the hardest time of your life instead of consoling you. So it's naturally right. as black women to take blame when something doesn't go right. Mm. Or just so yeah. crazy to see how the system not only failed you, Right, right, right. Have you tried someone else besides that one? Because we we all have bad experiences. How many how many times have you went out to a restaurant and you're like this is my favorite restaurant? And then one time you go there and it's like, mm, who is cooking that day? This is this food is trash. This is not. It was rushed. Like I feel as though with those type of experiences, you should try it at least another time because. Me personally, my therapist, I don't know, maybe I just hit it right on. And if you need her number, I got you. She be virtual. Her name is Shanae. She very down to earth. She be she must be writing, but she's visual. She it's virtual. So like she's in the zone when we have our conversations. And she's definitely um helped me uh transition from a domestic relationship and just a lot of stuff that I've been through as a whole. But I got you if you need that, but I would say, have you tried someone else besides that issue? I mean, I don't want you to give up. <coughs> Sorry about that. You're fine. So I did, um, I did get therapy again, but unfortunately it was because um, my ex-boyfriend tried to kill me. So there was, an, this was just another case. Um, so yeah, I ended up getting therapy. She was a beautiful woman named Shannon. Ooh, I loved her, but therapy ended up, it was only during the course of the case, so. Um, wow. Yeah. And you, so after your daughter, you then move on, did you want children or did you, how'd you feel? Cause I see that you started dating. Uh -huh. When you dated a new guy, did you like want to have family or was it like that? What was your goals? Right. So after um, my daughter passed away, I did start dating again. Um, but the young man died in a car accident in March of 2009. Whoa, whoa. Um, so it just, it happened again. Wow. Um, and how old are you? 
Um, he was 16 and I was 16 when he passed. Um, I don't know. I just, I just thought I had bad luck with, with that. Um, I did want other children, but I wanted more, uh, another child for the wrong reason. I wanted to replace my daughter. Yeah. So I just tried to have a baby with whomever I was dating. So, not 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 healthy but you didn't know but you like i said you didn't you didn't know you you can't blame yourself you can't blame yourself because it's like how do you know what the healthy relationship is if you've never had it you know right right i just um, were you able now after the two kids that you had um were you able to have another child or how did that transition go? So after my daughter um, and then my stillborn son, um, I found out I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I, I had PCOS. Um, so it just uh, became a, like a bigger hurt because now it was going to be harder for me to have children. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we, we can literally sit here and talk about this, y'all. It's it, it's been literally up and down, multiple miscarriages in between there, and just just wanting something that I didn't need okay. at the time. You were looking but. for love. You wanted yeah. something to love you so that you can love them back. And which <laughs> nothing's wrong with that because we do that. Some a lot of people do that. You were at a young age. You didn't have anything consistent or anyone that you can trust with. Of course, what do you do? You go look for that. Right. Because you know you're worthy of it. So you're like, nah, I'm going to find it. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It all makes sense. I just and I don't want you to blame yourself, you know? Talking will help. And I think that's great that you do podcasting for that reason. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you tell stories amazing. Like, not everyone can you know, talk. <laughs> but have the courage to be able to speak and, you know, share your story. That takes, that definitely takes courage. Absolutely. Um, I definitely see your, your story becoming a movie because this is, this, this happens more than often. It's, it's really unreal. And we, as African-Americans, we have to change the game, you know, yeah. so that we can help the next generations. As being a mom now, how how is your life you know raising kids now so i love being a mom mm -hmm. um you know i just kind of wish that we had like 1992's rent <laughs> like <laughs> okay. 2020 2023's wages <laughs> that's that's the only thing i like that's the only thing that's the only thing but uh, no i love it though just things are just Things are just way too expensive, but. Mm -hmm. but is, your, is your children able to communicate and talk to you about things that you weren't able to talk to your your parents about? You know, my my kids can my kids can come to me. They're only two and three now, but okay. you know, my daughter is very vocal at three. She's almost four, so she um she's very vocal about things, and I'm glad because, like, sorry, not sorry, but. 
I want my kids to be able to come talk to me about everything. You know what I'm saying? Like even if they lose their virginities and stuff, I want them to come talk to me about that. I wasn't able to talk to my parents about stuff like that, but I want to make sure that I'm protecting my kids in every aspect, mental, physical, sexual, spiritual, all of that. So I want to make sure that I'm changing that narrative of making sure that they can come to me and talk to me about any and everything. Cause what is that um, phrase from when we were all younger? Uh, children should be seen and not heard. What mm. was that about? That isn't, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm proud that you're. Girl, I'm so proud, right, I am. And I love that, you know, you're able to um, be aware of the signs of things that you went through so that you, you can, you know, do the opposite for at least your children. And then, you know, God willing, will be able to um, send you a man to be able to show you how you're supposed to be treated. Yeah. You know, sometimes I believe, I think we spoke about this last episode I had with Tyra, but sometimes we we date what we can and not what we want. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and um, I'm going to need you to start writing down what you want in a man so that you can give yourself hope in, in finding that. And the process is boring. The pro boring. Girl, the process <laughs> is dry. Okay, the process is dry. Let's put it that way. The process is dry. In all I ain't gonna lie. I don't know what's going on in that little, you know, pool right now. It's right. Like, it's, a little, it's a little misty. <laughs> mm -mm, yeah, I definitely agree there. I'm like, is there, is there chlorine in that, in that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe nobody cleaned it since COVID. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> there, there is definitely, um, there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. Start writing down the things that that you want in a relationship, and possibly the things that you didn't get in your family. Yeah, that's smart. Manifest it. Manifest what you want. Literally. And I just thought about this. You need to ask yourself if young Holly would confide into that man. Because mm. you were afraid to speak up. So I feel like that just, that puts you in a position automatically to accept. But she was lost too. Like, think about it. She was lost. Mm -hmm. Way too young. She was lost. She was very lost. And she didn't have any positive guidance within her life. So... She from from now. Tell me if I'm wrong. That's okay. But from what I'm hearing, you were just trying anything and everything, and you were just, you know, living your best life. And then, you know, so I think now we just have to take you back down to your childhood and be like, you know what? As a as a parent, as a mom, this is this is what I did wrong, but this is how I'm going to fix it, yeah. and this is what I want now moving forward, so that you can be the evidence to your your children now of what a good and healthy relationship looks like. And it's possible, you know? That smile that you have on your face can be forever internally if you start working into the right places of what you want in a man, not what you, what you can have. You see what I'm saying? I said this before, I think in a motivational Monday, like the unknown is scary. So it's like, I don't want someone that considers my feelings, mm -hmm. but you never had that. You don't, 
<laughs> so that's why we don't look in there. Right. <laughs> we're, we're not going to places you need a good man at. You know what I mean? It's not just, you know, we're doing yeah. that. That's a good point, Tyra. Where are you going to find a good man at? That's good. Yes. Wait, wait, where, where are you going, Holly? <laughs> <laughs> no, nowhere. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking that nowhere. Social media changed the game because you can have a relationship with someone you haven't even seen, and if you ask that man, he is single. You know what I mean? So social media, and it also has your options open for the entire. And so I think it makes it harder than back in mm -hmm. the day when like, because I'm like, the marriage rate is just, just but it's, you, you see your options. That is the biggest temptation. This world is just, it's crazy. I go on about that. <laughs> girl, don't get me started. That's, like, that's another topic, girl. It is. <laughs> that's definitely another, another topic. Oh. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to use your grief as a podcast. Yeah. Um, let's speak a little bit on your podcast and how we can tune in and how things have been coming along with that. So my podcast is called Morning Mimosas. Absolutely love it. And if I can just break down why it's called that. So yes, morning, <laughs> morning um, is awaken. So I want to awaken our people. And then um, mimosas is my favorite alcoholic beverage. So there's just that. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, it's refreshing. Hey. I love the orange juice that comes inside of it. And now I, <laughs> I recently know, I recently not was it last year. They have like mimosa different flavors. You got strawberry now. Mm -hmm. not just orange. Oh, girl, yes, sorry, you got to tap in. <laughs> <laughs> They got strawberry now, blueberry. I've noticed that when I went to Texas, they have different flavors of mimosa. So mm -hmm. there's this um, place out here. Um, I haven't been there yet, but they have a lavender mimosa. Can't wait to try that. That just sounds bougie, like <laughs> like that pinky out type shit. Like Tom <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> That's lovely. I love it. I love it. Okay, but, so. Um, uh, viewers, make sure y'all turn in and check out her podcast. How often do you typically record? So we do it every Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And is it on, can we find you on Facebook then? All streaming platforms or where are you looking at? Okay, go ahead, girl. So Morning Mimosas is on Facebook, um, Spotify, um, Instagram, and then on my TikTok. Okay, I'm gonna have to Okay. Well, before we go any further, go ahead, Tyra. Let me see if you have any comments. Yeah, I just have one last question for you. Nope, no questions or comments from the audience. Um, it's a question we ask all our um audience once they come on or our special guests today. You're very special. What makes you? uncommon and before you answer that i want you to think deep because i don't want it to be anything that was attached to your pain because you are more than your pain mm. yes that's real good what makes me uncommon well okay so what makes me uncommon is i actually have common sense Ooh. 
<laughs> common, common sense ain't so common anymore. So there's that. Had to had to make y'all laugh, but that's true though. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like I'm an OG, an original girl. You are. I don't. I don't do the same things as other as other people. I keep to myself, and I'm trying to change the narrative. I don't want things to be the same. Common is what same, right? And uncommon mm -hmm. is not the same. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather, mm -hmm. you know, I'd rather, yep. And I'd rather be uncommon all day, every day. Yeah. Mm. And I, that's how you change lives and touch people. Yes. The only way to, you know, so I'm, you're in the perfect position. You are so inspirational. I'm so proud of you. Yes. Stay that. uncommon, girl. Please do us a favor. Oh, of course. Remember, uh, <laughs> common sense ain't so stuff. common. Yeah. <laughs> right. Please. It's horrible. Ooh, yeah. yes. wow. mm -mm. Since we are transitioning to TV and things are getting, you know, spicier but better for us, if you have anything that you or anyone you know would like to promote, let us know because we will be doing commercials. Um, and that's a really big way to catch people's attention and get some promotion. Um, we will advertise you, of course. Always love to promote people. Um, check in with us. Tune in with us on Common Woman. Um, and if you guys do want to be a part of the podcast, please email uncommonwomanpodcast at gmail. Make sure you put podcast at the end, okay? And then let us know. Give us a bio. Tell us about you. Everyone should have a common story. And if you don't, please go find one. <laughs> yes. Okay. Don't forget about Motivational Mondays, girl. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget? <laughs> Feeling that they're going to get better. Like, I, I feel like I've been going through something. And God's talking right to me. And they're going to get better, guys. So please tune in. I plan on working with other people and doing some some other stuff because I'm not the only thing that can motivate you. Yes, I love that. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, Holly. Thank you so much for, you know, coming on the platform and giving us the opportunity to hear your story. You are wonderful. And I don't want you to dim your shine. You know, your light continues to be powerful and indifferent to be able to inspire the children that you are raising. Get that list ready, girl. Mm -hmm. He's coming. <laughs> Get that list ready. <laughs> he sure is. Okay. He's, I'm he's, close. To, he's closer uh, than I think. <laughs> yes, there you go. And I'm looking forward to uh, joining in to one of your shows as well, Saturdays. Uh, with morning mimosa. Now, now for the morning mimosa, do we have to have our mimosa as well to like tune in? Because I can make it happen. I mean, I don't always have a mimosa sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, you know, I got me this like a bottle of water. But if you want to, you know, sip sip on some information, because we have like we have we have like our sip moments. <laughs> wow! Oh, yes. Oh. Um, so. Yeah, you guys can definitely uh, sip on a, a virgin mimosa if you need to, too. It's a sparkling water and, and, and uh, you know, 
OJ, though. So. OJ, no Simpson, though. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're funny. I'm gonna <laughs> again. Uh, let us know. Let us know. Yes, I'd love to be back. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for allowing me this space to speak. Yeah. Thank you for being so courageous. Yes. And thank you, viewers, for tuning in. <laughs> and remember to stay uncommon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you've been shacking up with us for a while and haven't subscribed to our channel, what are you waiting for? Please like and subscribe to Uncommon Woman so you won't miss another episode. And remember, don't let anything or anyone affect your peace. Good vibes and stay uncommon.